fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Now, now that we... <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to start it. <laughs> Just record. <laughs> Man. Just so everybody's aware, the Power Rangers have just been ruined for me. <laughs> and that's how we're going to start. Uh, this is the episode cheers, 50, baby. Number 50. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 We've made it. We've made it. All right. Guys, welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's up? And we are once again joined by frequent uh, podcast contributor, uh, Josh Luck. Number five, baby. Number five. Number five. I am now the champ. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Matt Amrine. <laughs> this is fantastic. So, um, yeah, we made it to 50. Three, uh, what is it, two more? And we've actually done... One for each week of the year, and we've uh, we've officially we're past the year mark already. Yeah, but this is big because we've we've done this like this is was something that we kind of started on a whim last year during a pandemic during a pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and we just kept rolling with it. And I whether- agree. And and our quality suffered because of the pandemic too. It's uh, to me, um, well. For a while it did, because I feel like you've picked up on some tricks now when we do remote, but it, it's just so much nicer, in my opinion, to get together in person, because it's tough to just have like that uh, true camaraderie there or whatever when you're remote. So, um, with that said, though, like, we started this during a pandemic, and I mean, we're kind of still in still in it. said pandemic. Coming out of it. And praise Jesus. Yeah. And, um, you know, to be able to stick with this, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's been tough. Rick does the the editing and everything, and uh, that takes a lot of work. And um, it's it's tough to get time to get together Mm -hmm. and, and do this all the time. And then obviously come up with halfway decent content. Once every twelve podcasts or so. <laughs> so we we've been on a roll about turkeys though for this past uh, yeah, what two months? Yeah, month and yeah. a half. Yeah. Been hitting the turkeys hard. Yeah, well, I've been hitting the turkeys hard. You, you have, <laughs> and I have to say, so uh, kudos to my boy Rickles Pickles here. He has stepped up and uh, really nailed the turkeys. And another guy. Um. Not Luke Lacey. <laughs> no, Luke Lacey's. He put down two nice birds in Kentucky, but he did. who I was going to mention, that's like the out-of-thin-air MVP, freaking Spencer Phillips. Dude. Oh, man, dude. Reaping birds left and right, doubling with this buddy and that buddy, and every other day he's like, Hey, uh, I got some footage. Hey, um, we doubled again. I'm like, dang, dude, I'm going to Nebraska. Yeah. For for those that don't know, Spencer Phillips is a new addition to our film team, and he has just been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, we we uh, we met Spencer. So he came to the page uh, back. I want to say 
it would have been 2017, the same year we started it, I saw a video on the internet of some college football player that had just caught the dumbest crappie. I mean, this thing was huge. It was like over four pounds. Or oh, my God. Crazy. Oh, dude, it was huge. And he, he's got this slow-mo video of him pulling it out of the bucket, and you're like, just a hey, slob. Uh, friend, friend, friend. <laughs> and I messaged him. I'm like, hey, I'm going to invite you to this page. Will you share that? And he's like, sure. Well, we kept in touch. And me and Matt mm-hmm. met him out in Nebraska. And he ended up getting us like a 13,000 acre ranch where we could stay. Oh, okay. That was him? Yeah. We oh, partied nice. with him and the people that owned the ranch for a couple of nights and uh, hunted there and hunted some public near there. And. Um, dude, it was amazing. We watched this dude. He goes and pulls 10-year-old beef out of a can, out of a jar. Okay, out of a jar. All right. And eats it. And I thought, this dude's going to (laughs) die. And he kept telling us, like, no, 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 you got to try it. Dude, it was really good. (laughs) It was like, and I'm I'm still here. So. It was very good. But anywho, uh, yeah, Spencer's killed it. Uh, Rick and Luke are tagged out in Kentucky. I hate you both. Um, <laughs> me and Josh are struggling and fighting for survival here. On the struggle bus. I will say this. Are. I will say this. Um, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, it is weird. It is, it is very odd to me <clears throat> to not be like needing to go hunt this weekend yeah like normally it would be oh i gotta like i gotta fill this other tag or i gotta fill a tag and it's kind of like i'm sitting here it's like this must be what it's like when guys fill their deer tags real early yeah and you just kind of like sit there and like well this is like, it's cool I, and it's I, not no no it kind of sucks um yeah I'll be, I'll be very honest with you because it's like i, I put my gun away already I've been, you know, fiddling with the turkey tails and that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, I don't got anything to hunt right now, yeah. and I feel like I should, and that that's when the gears start turning. It's like, well, Ohio's in for like three more weeks, and it, it could, really is. There's, you know, I, I know, and I'm like, I'm like, you could go like buy a tag and get your license early because you're going to need it for alert. deer. We don't have the population that Kentucky does. <laughs> you don't. Um, oh, well, also, I should say this. Uh, congrats to my dad as well, because he's tagged out in Ohio. <laughs> Rich. Rich is a monster. Week. Man, he, he uh, they're, they're heading out west um, here within, you know, in a, in a little bit. So he's he's like, I got to get, he goes, I got to fill him. And, man, he went out that first week. And, like, other than that, other than that uh, day that it rained, he was out there every morning. And killed a bird the first morning morning he could, and then killed a bird last Sunday, last yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. on on, uh, on on Sunday morning. That's when everybody in the world but me and Josh killed turkeys. Yeah, yes, that, exactly. Yeah. Lot, lot, lots of birds died that <laughs> like day. Literally, we were the only people. Um, yeah. So, well, and one more, Jacob Emery, uh, <clears throat> who is on this podcast. Yeah. 21 year streak. He kept it alive today. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw I him saw post that. his picture. He killed it. He killed his Kentucky cool. bird. Nice That's bird. That's a dude, that is a cool stretch. Yeah, it is. I mean, real cool stretch. I think I'm on The last time I didn't kill a turkey was 2009. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Whoa, there's some thunder. Thunder. There. That's um, interesting. 
but that was like such a tough year. And so I had one place to hunt where mm-hmm. I took you pheasant hunting. Yeah, yeah. Which is the worst place ever to turkey hunt. I can but, imagine so. But this was before I discovered public land. Mm-hmm. Had I known public land was, and God, that's over a decade ago. Yep. Before the damn hunting public and everybody came along, I'd have had the place to myself half the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where I wanted. So, um, yeah, that that was a rough year. But uh, so I'm sort of fighting myself. But uh, it is looking rough. I missed the opener due to my son being born, which is a win. I love that. Yep. Um, but it just, I figured it'd go like that. I, I went out. Mm-hmm sighted in the gun and freaking <laughs> got everything ready and then erica's like yeah my contractions are like five minutes apart well they started there and then it got down to like two and a half minutes and she's like go to sleep and if you know if they get any better or worse however you want to put it um you know i'll wake you up dude i got i was so deep in REM, mm-hmm. and I am not a good waker upper. No, just so we're clear, I don't know what's going on <laughs> when you wake me up, especially when I'm deep in that sleep cycle. And uh, she's barking orders, giving me these directions, and I'm just looking around trying to find my life. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. And uh, so, yeah, we um, we. We had our little baby boy. Have I been on here since then or no? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we were on here last week. Were we? Yeah. Yeah, you were on last week. You were on last week. Josh wasn't on. We did remote, didn't we? <laughs> we did remote. That's right. Had yeah, to. See, I'm, I got like 17 kids you got, you now. Got I don't be- know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> I need to like donate a couple or something. <laughs> no. Uh, but haven't been able to get out as much. And finally today, uh, my wife was able to drive. That's good. So she took... Cora to school and I got to go not kill turkeys today so which we'll get into here in a little bit actually but I I mean I mean well I feel like that's an important thing to kind of talk about is like you're gonna go out and hunt and there's days you're not gonna be able to get birds you're just you're not gonna you know get on top of them or you're gonna have situations like Josh had where you know you like it's just kind of like a swing and a miss not on your end but you know it's the it happens. Christian, listening, <laughs> Christian, shoot the damn bird. <laughs> like Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves. Shoot, shoot the, the gun. gun. Shoot the gun. So, I guess we've we've kind of given out all the accolades of guys who've dropped birds or tagged out or whatever. So, do we? You were with Luke when he killed the second bird, right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would. I wish he could be here, but he w- lives like in Canada or somewhere, so he can't, he can't. He can't drive down here. Michigan. He lives um, like four hours north. Of yeah. So we ran to the back of this public property, all the way to the back, past the ravine, well, almost the back, and we're listening for gobbles, kind of where we were on opening day last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the split, at the fork. Oh so, yeah. Okay. Luke didn't even hear this gobble. You heard me. (laughs) And he looks at me. He gives me the look like, are you sure? And I'm like, dude, I swear. That had the cadence and everything of a gobble. 
but it was about as far as you could hear a gobble mm-hmm. before you didn't hear it. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just walk this way. As I'm walking, I pick the gobble up directly to my left. But it is like in the next country, across the street, across the tracks, across the street, oh, across everything. And, and we hear birds all over there, and we're like, come on, man. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's head back, and maybe we'll strike something up. We get back to where we were standing, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're gobbling at the parking lot. Really? Oh, really? And multiple birds. So, <laughs> like opening weekend when we went yeah. there. <laughs> so we get back, and we're like, "All right, let's let's check them." Mm-hmm. And I let out a crow call. Luke's freaking filming me got the freaking sunrise and everything in there and and he just i mean answers immediately and you can kind of tell he's hot so we listened to him for a second and then he almost immediately pitched down and it's one of those things as you hunt whoopsie as you hunt these things more and more you just come to understand their body language and their uh, you know, their vocals and everything about them. Not that I understand everything about them, but we just, the way he started off gobbling yeah. and then with how quick he pitched down, we're like, <clears throat> we'd better set up real quick. Mm-hmm. So we get set up. We're 75 yards from the parking lot. Jeez, and Luke lets out a couple calls. Now, I can't stress this enough. Luke, I could touch him. Almost with my elbow. Oh, wow. On my right. Like okay. He's, you could say, between my elbow and my wrist. Like, he's right next to me. Yeah. I feel like I have the advantage because I'm on the left and the bird is coming from the right up a fence mm-hmm. road type deal, tree line, I guess. Yeah. You call it. And he's coming up a roadway. Or so we think. I mean, they can come from anywhere. So, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, which... I'm I'm on to him now. <laughs> he says, "I see him. Don't move." <laughs> Which is basically, here's how I kill the bird without <laughs> And then I'm like looking. This bird's ten yards in front of us. Come to find out later, and I don't see anything. But I, I made kind of a little error. I left too many, uh, like, little bush limbs yeah. and stuff up. I should have just broke a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be good and camoed in there and everything. We had cameras and the whole nine. And, uh, dude, that gun went off, and I <laughs> shit my pants. I mean, you saw me when your dogs <laughs> freaked out. So, you know, I, I'm jacked still. Because, I mean, when your buddy kills a bird I oh, mean, that's yeah. just as good i mean it'll be cool when i kill one hopefully one day <laughs> but i'm like you know awesome it's 650 and we've wow. got a bird on the ground we've got a chance to double and then maybe we talk you know if we can get another one in the next hour let's go kill a one or two in ohio <laughs> and have a two-state double double so uh we we chase birds 
the rest of the day and even had one di- disrespectful little mother freaker, we'll call him. Uh, he, Luke struck him up with a couple of yelps. And, I thought and, you were trying to talk about a person. You're talking about a bird. Okay. No, no, no. It was a bird. He disrespected us big time. We were disrespected. So <laughs> this bird, Luke strikes him up and he, I mean, he's already... 125 and mm-hmm, in on the ground mm-hmm. probably not even that he's probably more like 80 yeah and uh over the hill and we've got roadways coming from right where he's at up to us and so we set up and this bird's double goblin on his own and oh wow then fires another bird up and i'm like we're going home and then it just got quiet and nobody <sighs> came in and we both couldn't couldn't believe what had happened. So that's sickening when that happens. Isn't it, it is. We. I mean, again, when you understand their their body language and you know the vocals and everything about them, like that, when you hunt them for so long, there's certain little signals they send where you're like, okay, this is happening. Like your yeah. confidence goes yeah. through the roof. Both of us. It it was just like mom and dad just said, I don't love you anymore. Get out of my house. <laughs> I did. Like We were both just let down so much that that bird never even came in to check out. And I know, I mean, he did, he never came. Me and Luke never saw anything, never heard anything. Uh. We couldn't believe it. So it was kind of tough. But uh, to answer your question with a very long story, Yes, I was with Luke. We were sitting right next to each other when he shot the bird out of my hands. <laughs> I mean, it, it that that's great, and I mean it 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 was two turkeys off the same property too. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that's yeah. that off public land. He stole the other one from Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. What, what you guys don't know is I stole a bird from Luke, like right out from under him. Uh, in 2019, we were hunting public. It's my first public land bird. Yeah. And uh, we struck this gobbler, and he was gobbling his butt off. And uh, Pierce sent us up. And so we're crawling on our hands and knees. We're at the top of this hill. And we crawl to this big downed giant tree. And when I say giant, I'm going to say, like, me and Luke get on our knees and, like, our shoulders are sticking up. Like, this is a big tree. You're not going around it. I mean, you can go around it. You're going to crawl for a while. And Pierce is calling. So the bird's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, the bird's hot. And so we sit there. We look like the two little kids on the Patriot. Yeah, yeah. They're crouching behind the tree. When they kill the officers Mm -hmm. and all that. And uh, the sun's shining right on the tree. And even Pierce said, he's like, man, I looked up there and thought, oh, my God. Like, this isn't going to end well. (laughs) Luke's on my left. And, of course, I don't know what it is. And I'm just going to own it. I don't care if you put... Ray Charles sunglasses on that kid. He'll see every bird before you, every deer before you. He'll see every 11. I just want to kick him in the back of his Eagle damn Eye legs. Luke, man. It's so annoying because he's like, I see him. And I'm like, dude, 
F you. <laughs> like, shut your mouth. No, you don't. <laughs> and the bird was honestly, he'll argue this till my dying day just to make himself look good. We look like crap. But it was behind some pretty good-sized trees. And, and he's like, yeah, he's strutting. And I'm like, why don't I see it? And then I see it step out from behind this big oak tree. Mm-hmm. And I look at Luke. And he'll argue this, too. He wasn't pointed at the bird. <laughs> the gun wasn't pointed at the bird. And I'm like, I wonder why he's not pointed at the, bar- b- the bird. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, well, I'll point mine at the bird. <laughs> so I took the safety off <laughs> and got on him, and he kind of stuck his head up. Mm-hmm. And I shot. And... and Right, I, I got to add this part because this is the funny part. Luke says, how far you think he... And then you hear, boom! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, about that far. And and the bird the bird left its feet and did like kind of a half backflip. Like mm-hmm. he went backwards in the air. And uh, Luke and Pierce were both like, dude, that's a long ways. And I... I for, I think it was like high sixties, low seventies. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was pretty far. But I I shoot birds like that all the time, so I, I never even I know it doesn't even cross my mind. Oh man! Um, so I have stolen a bird from one Luke Lacey, so he kind of owed me one, but he didn't really steal it because I I made it very clear he wanted to split up because he didn't have the heart to take a bird from me, and I flat out said I I said dude. We're better together than yeah. we are separate. Even though we can cover more ground separate, we're better together. And on top of that, just race to the bird. Yeah. First one to shoot the bird gets the bird. Yep. And and that's the way it really should be because then I don't want to say you're guaranteed to get you know your animal, but you got a lot better chance because as soon as you start like trying to be the nice guy and passing the whatever you know deer turkey so your buddy can kill it. Well, then he never even saw it, and you mm-hmm. feel like a dumbass. So th- that's always bad. So he, here, here's something that I think, and again, we've we've discussed this before, that you set up ground rules beforehand. If mm-hmm. you flip a coin, you say you're first shooter. But um, as we'll get into my story here in a second, um, you set up the ground rules of uh, if I see the bird and you can't, then I'm going to shoot it. Oh, I mean, I, I feel I feel like that's a reasonable thing to kind of discuss. Like if you if you if you can see the bird and the other person can't, and you you see that the bird is moving another way or a different way, and you have the shot, you need to take it at that would, point. So long as it's safe. So long as it's safe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll call that racing to the bird though. Like if you so, for example, Yoshimite here. <laughs> <laughs> that's Josh, but I I refuse to say the J sound. Um. He has not, you've not killed a long beard, is that correct? I have not killed a long beard. Okay, so. Yet. 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 We'll put the emphasis on yet. Um, it will happen. <laughs> it would be very difficult for me to shoot a bird out from under Josh for that reason. And that's where you do run into that yeah. sketchy situation where the bird probably gets away because Josh can't see it and I've got a great shot but I'm like no I want Josh to kill it <laughs> and then you feel like an idiot. So that leads me into my story because I did feel yeah. bad. I did feel a little bit bad, but I didn't feel a ton of bad. Um <laughs> because it was my it was my first Kentucky Longbeard. 
And when we talked on here last time, you and I were both getting ready to go hunting the following day. And I said, uh, if you get on our page or one of our pages at some point in the next few days and you see us have a bird, you know, we've had a successful weekend. Well, I had a successful weekend. A very odd weekend, but a, success, a successful weekend. The rare breed is starting to kick Easy in. Easy for you to say. Yeah, <laughs> six times fast. Seashells, seashells down by the seashore. Um, so, uh, first off, I want to thank my buddy Bruce, who I know listens to this, and I cannot thank you again enough for letting me come hunt your property. Because How, how do I pronounce Homie's last name? Palmier? Palmier. 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 Palmier is a Francois. Huh? <laughs> very much so. Francais, Margot. <laughs> so, loves Francais. so uh, we decided that I wanted to help Bruce get his first long beard on his farm. Bruce has killed birds before. He's killed Jake's. He's killed long beards. <laughs> but he wanted to kill a long beard on his farm. So the whole idea was... Uh, Let me come help you I, well, kill a bird. I was... I was <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the idea there was, I told him after I killed the Jake on his farm, I said, let me come down and call for you. And he said, bring your gun anyways. He goes, if we get, if we get an opportunity, I want you to try killing too. I'm like, okay, so that, that's, I'm going to do that. So I arrived there. We get in his Ranger, uh, his little side-by-side, and uh, drive up so neither of us get a skunk in the face like, we, <laughs> like I almost did walking in uh, a few weeks ago. And we're discussing stuff on the way in, like where you want to sit at. So he goes, well, let's go sit where you sat. Um, you seem to have been able to call birds. You heard birds. He goes, let's go there. So, okay. We go. We go through the pinch point where this area is. <clears throat> opens up into this big pasture. And the night before, I don't know, there was like 30 mile an hour winds, 40 mile an hour winds at points. So in my head... Turkeys are going to be roosting lower in the, you know, the valleys and that kind of stuff. They're not going to want to be up on top of these hills. You know, we're, we're just going to walk into this field. We're going to call a bird up and, you know, that, that, that's what we're going to do. So we get, we go and we get set up in the area that I set up in. I go out, I put the, uh, a single hen decoy 25 yards out from where we're at. So he gets set up, he gets comfortable. I get set up, I get comfortable and it gets to be first light and the gobbles are starting to come we've got bird down in the hollow to our right maybe at 140 yards we've got another one gobbling you know probably way farther off behind us and then we've got a couple uh what i assumed were jakes gobbling down into our left in the area where my jake actually came up from so we've got a bird just gobbling its head off 140 yards away from us just on the roost just like Goblin and goblin and goblin. I'm telling Bruce, I'm like, this is the bird we're gonna kill. Like, th- like this bird is gonna come up into the field, out of this bottom, and like I'm telling him, just like wait till it gets like near the decoy, and then put a shot on it. Because I, if uh, if we're sitting, if you're trying to imagine where we're sitting at, Bruce is to my left, maybe five feet. I am on his right, and I I don't even have my gun up. I'm just calling. So we get to a point where the bird in the tree gobbles and then stops. So we're assuming he's pitched down. All of a sudden, 50 yards behind us, and we are on top of a hill, two birds erupt, just gobbling. 
And I mean, this is <clears throat> 10 minutes after first light, just gobbling their heads off. And like, I perk up, he perks up, and I'm like, those birds are right behind us. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, and then we hear, <laughs> and like, they just pitched down. Like, they're right behind us. And he's like, what, what, what do we do? I'm like, don't move. Like, just, just don't move. So I call. They're got, like, they're still making noises. I can hear them. They're like making, like, they're gobbling a little bit, but not a ton. So four or five minutes goes by without a sound. And I'm thinking, like, these birds have done something. So you know that the, what you do, like, when someone says move slowly but move quickly? <laughs> like, you, you, like, I think every hunter knows what I'm talking about. Like, you, you want to move quick, but you don't want to move quick, so you move slow. I did that with, like, my head, like, but very... We have a we have a term for that. What is it? Uh, it up. <laughs> Do everything perfectly. Go go fast, but not too fast, or I'll bitch at you. Like, that's basically how that goes. But I I have, however, heard which is very this is one of the more intelligent sayings I've heard. Slow is smooth and smooth, smooth is fast. fast. I do like that a lot. Yep. So that that's what I did. And I'm looking I, I do that and I look to my left and here are these two birds maybe thirty yards behind us and one has an eleven inch beard, one beard is dragging the ground, and they're just staring at the decoy. They're not moving, they're just staring at it. So I call again and they start to move towards the decoy and then a hen starts making noises. So she starts making noises. I make noises back at her. She doesn't like it. She doesn't come into view. She's like over my shoulder, like right at the pinch point. I ca- I cannot see her. Those gobblers are not leaving that hen. So the hen like starts moving away. The gobblers start moving away because I can hear them moving away. And then I hear a stick break. So I'm like, they're going into the woods behind us. So these birds move in behind us and there's a pond maybe 15 yards behind us and it's not like a big pond it might be you know 15 feet by 15 feet like that that's all the bigger this pond is it's a cattle pond and there's a hill that goes down over the other side into a bottom so these birds like i'm assuming go down and in there and we don't hear them so all of a sudden we hear another bird gobble down over to the right and i'm, I'm thinking like okay that's that bird that was in the tree 140 yards away, it's maybe, you know, at the bottom of the hill. I'm like, okay, like get your gun up, get ready. All of a sudden, we hear a gobble behind us, and we hear it again. So I, I tell Bruce, these birds are probably 75 yards behind us, and they gobble. I'm like, get your gun up. So he gets his gun up. I get my gun up because I knew there were two birds there. So I'm thinking we're going to double. I'm going to call these birds into this field. We're going to roll two birds, you know, before 730. Like like two big long beards. This is going to be a great story to tell people. So they move closer, gobbles even closer. So Bruce turns and looks and he said, I see the birds. I'm like, where are they at? And he goes, they're 70 yards behind us. And then he goes, no, they're not. He goes, they're like 30 yards behind us. <laughs> and he said, like, there's that cattle pond, and one pops its head over it. And 
he cannot get a shot because of the way that we are angled. And if he moves, like those birds are going to spook. So the birds start coming back up into the area where they pitch down at. And I can see them now. And if it were me, um, I might have taken the shot with the TSS that Aaron had. Like uh, he he was using he wasn't using the same ammo as me. So they get up in this area. <clears throat> the hen is leading. I call bird gobbles. Hen does not like this. Takes off running. These two gobblers aren't running yet. I'm like, if you have a shot, take it now. You guys weren't wearing hex. No, we weren't wearing hex. <laughs> we weren't wearing hex. We weren't in the ocean. That's a joke. <laughs> um, so the birds take off running. The two gobblers go into the woods with the hen. That's that, that's all she wrote. <clears throat> Hens are the worst. They are. They're terrible. I'm pretty sure every hen is named Karen. <laughs> Dude, they are the Karens of the what turkey world. What company came out with the call named the Karen? Was that Primo's? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dude, yeah. They couldn't have. <laughs> they nailed that. Perfect marketing. <laughs> yeah, so, I hate hands and does. So they like th- this. This is it, it. Like at this point, I'm. I'm just. I'm like. I didn't tell them this. I was so freaking deflated. Like we had two big birds right behind us, and I thought for sure they were going to come out into the pasture. I thought they were going to come out and start like start around this decoy and it just wasn't happening. I felt, I felt so dejected and I'm like, man, I'm sorry. And he goes, no man, it's cool. He goes, that he's like that, that, that was awesome. He's his birds were right behind us. I'm like, well, okay, let's give this another half hour and we'll go try to strike up another bird. So we, we wait, we don't hear anything. We get up, we walk back where we heard those, but where we saw those birds, we walk back a little bit further. I call immediately a bird answers. So, we go down another old cattle path, call, bird answers, maybe 100 yards away. I'm like, get set up. So we get set up, call, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing for 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. We get up, move 10 yards, call, bird answers, maybe like 200 yards away. I said, okay, so he's moving the other way. I'm like, Let, let's be aggressive about this. Let's go after this bird. So we go. <clears throat> get Josh, to it. are you hearing this? Do yes. you hear the teachings coming out here? <clears throat> I hear the teachings of Rick Cates. <laughs> be, be aggressive. Be, be, be aggressive. <laughs> so <laughs> we hit a property line. We can't go any further. So he says, he goes, well, let's go up into the pasture farther back. That's where I killed a bird last year. He's like, there's there's always birds there. So we walk up there um, and we get, I don't know. 40 yards past my decoy and I stop him. I said, I think I see a bird up there. So I get on my binoculars and if it, this, this, this is just kind of like a, a tip and I, I never used to do this. If you're not carrying binoculars while you're turkey hunting, you need to start. Um, dude, I, dude we, we picked at least, helps. we picked at least three birds out this year that I would have never seen uh, as someone who has garbage eyesight it, it it's been, it's been an absolute game changer for me for being able to see birds. Eastern hunters don't understand the importance of, of glass. glass. Yep. Like glassing any animal. Yep. And being able to then formulate like a, a stock strategy or strategy. And, you know, 
it's so huge, man. And turkeys, there's a lot of times where those little dudes, I mean, just their heads and yep. necks are sticking up and in the, and especially now, um, perfect example today, I saw seven little idiot redheads <laughs> out in a tall grassy field and I could see the one when he was strutting. Otherwise I could pretty much see heads and necks. Yeah. That was it. Glass helped me a lot. Well, and this one was, so it was eventually where we went and set up. So in the middle of this pasture, there's like, if you've seen any like cow pasture or farm field in Ohio or Kentucky, like there's like four trees, like in the middle of the field. And there's, there was, it was shaded because the sun was coming up. So um, obviously it's coming up from the east. And it's shining down, and there's shadows to the west, and I see a black spot in the shadow. So I look, I'm like, I think that's a bird. And I can't see it real well, so I give Bruce the binoculars. He's like, no, it's a bird. So like, we get down, we we go down to the side of the pasture, because it's a low-cut hill, so we go down on that side. We try to creep up. Um, the bird had moved, so we go, and we set up in these trees, I call, we have a bird over to our right, which was probably that one, maybe 60, 70 yards into the woods. We have another one 100 yards down at the bottom of this hill. And then we have a third bird all the way at the back where the property line is calling. And this this bird has been kind of like off and on all morning. So we get set up. I put I put the decoy out. Bruce is on the one that is uh, that you know, we think ran into the woods and then I'm on the one that's on the down, on the downslope side. So we sit in this area for an hour. I just kind of call every 10 minutes. Every time we get a gobble, they're just not coming out of the woods. They're, they're just not going to do it. So we, we decided at that point after an hour sitting there, it's like, okay, let's be aggressive and go at this one at the end. I think that's our better shot. We get down there, bird shuts up, doesn't make a noise. So I said, I'm like, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I've got my son's game. We need to go, you know, back towards the house. So we pack up our stuff. We're, you know, getting everything ready. We walk back up the pasture and I'm like apologizing to him. I'm like, you know, I'm like, sorry, like that I, we couldn't get those two birds earlier. He's like, no, man, it was great. He's like, it's been a. Sorry for what I'm about to do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there in a second. So we're walking. I call at the top of the hill. We take like two steps and hear these two hens just fly off the side of the hill. I'm assuming they were hens. We didn't see beards. Um, and they flew off down to the bottom. <clears throat> so at this point, I'm thinking like, all right, we got we got to be back. Like you have to be leaving at 1130. It is now 1045. Like we're just we're going to walk back to the thing. Getting getting the uh, the side by side, and we're gonna ride back, talk, you know, just kind of you know what we learned today, you know how you, how you can hunt your property, that kind of stuff. So we get to the top of the hill, and I'm getting ready to take my gun off and put it in the back of the thing. He is too, and I put my pack. I like have my pack like halfway off, and I go, Bruce, there's a bird at the bottom of the hill, and he's like, what? I'm like, I'm like get the down there's a bird at the bottom of the hill gotcha. so <laughs> he drops i drop and he goes is, is it a he goes it looks like a hen i'm like I don't, I don't know so i get i get my binoculars out and i see a beard so i'm like i'm like bruce it's one of the birds that was behind us this morning 
and he goes, why, why is it over here? I'm like, I, I don't care. Like we need to, we need, we need to go on this bird now. So the way his property is set up, there's a, there's a larger pond in the front end of the property. It's a hill that slopes down where, uh, actually plug for Kentucky forestry. They came out to his property, helped him plant white oaks, red oaks, hickories, Man. and persimmons. All on his all on his property. This is, this is a program that Kentucky helps run. Um, I think Ohio. Paid for I don't know if they paid for him or not, or if he had to pay for him. But they're sapling trees, and like they help you like look at everything on your property uh, as like a fr- as like a free service, and then they'll send you out like this is a pawpaw. There's your persimmons. This is where deer are going to be at primarily. It's 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 a really cool thing because they they That's they want yeah they want they they want to promote this stuff and get, and get it out a little bit more. Dude, Kentucky is Kentucky is a head taller than Ohio. Ohio sucks. I'm so <laughs> glad I moved here. Seriously, <laughs> shout out to all you people because Kentucky is the whip when it comes to taking care of their public land. As well as their landowners and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So we the we we walk down, and I'm I'm thinking like we're we're gonna get on this bird because when I see this bird, it's moving into the tree line, and it's walking towards it. So it get it gets in a blind spot, and we do a duck run, and we find this cedar. We get set up there. I call. Nothing happens. This bird is not responding. So. I tell him, like, go on top of your pond. Like, there's a berm there that's going to shield you because there's all these trees. Like, go on top of your pond right there. Like, get to an open area. I'm going to get this bird to flush your way. So, he goes and gets set up in an opening. I go down, and, yeah, you're laughing. It's a turkey drive. That's what I did. It's a turkey drive. <laughs> it's a turkey drive. If you saw the thread right now, <laughs> we're not laughing at you. But I did say, I did say we were doing a damn turkey drive, and Rick kept it kept it going. So I walk into this little uh, – threading of woods because i mean that's all i can really describe it as it's 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 not a lot of trees it's right along a little less than a foot foot across creek and my idea was if i walk down into these trees i'm going to spook the bird left and bruce is going to shoot it and before i went down there i said if the bird comes left don't shoot me wait till it's in open shoot it but if the bird goes right I'm going to shoot at it. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay. I walk down in. I see him give me the thumbs up and and walk down into the trees. And I get about 30 yards in. And he's looking at me. We're not seeing the bird. And then all of a sudden, I see movement out of my right eye. And here's the bird. So I swing and put the red dot on it, shoot, and the bird is now running up, up a grade. So when I shoot, um, I aimed at the neck and it hits, the bird goes down and its wing is like flapping and I'm looking at it and I'm like, that bird's dead. Like I'm not even like I'm not even thinking about it and like the bird the bird is dead and then 
you ever have uh, one of those moments where when you've shot a bird, its head pops up and it's looking at you yep. in the eye? Yep. That happened. And I, I, I see this bird like, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to say it looked into my soul, but like, so I, so a long time ago, I watched this documentary on snipers and there was this, there was this one guy who's a Vietnam sniper and he, and they say like, yeah, so he, he said, he goes, he, they are like, what was, what is the thing that still haunts you? He goes, it's never the people that you kill. He goes, it's the one that gets away. He goes, I watched a guy I shot at look at me through the scope. And he goes, and he got away from me. He goes, I still think about that guy. This bird, like, looks at me, and I'm like, not today. <laughs> and not today. Not today. <laughs> $70 in TSS is coming at you. <laughs> so I shoot. I shoot. And uh, the bird rolls again. But when I eject, it's a black shell. It's not a white shell. Not one of Aaron's. Not one of Aaron's. I'm like, man, that's weird. So, but this is all like happening all at once. Run up. I put my foot on the. I put my foot on the bird, and uh, it expires. So I like let out the biggest like f yeah like I've ever let out in my entire <laughs> life because I think I <clears throat> I honestly thought I killed the biggest bird I'd ever killed in my life that day. Um, it 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 will forever be my first Kentucky Longbeard. Um, a, a, still number two, right? Still number two. Eleven and a half inches, inch spur, eleven and a half inch beard, inch spurs, uh, twenty pounds. Good bird. Good bird. Yeah. Good bird. Very good. Um, so Bruce runs over to me after he heard the first shot, and then he heard the second, and like, you know, I can't thank him enough because there's that moment where I felt really bad about shooting that bird because that day was supposed to be about getting him his bird. But at the same time, man, it felt so good to kill that damn bird. Um, and yeah. he, and he, he was so happy for me. Like that, that, like that made the day for me. Sure. Um, it, it, it was so cool to have a buddy that I've known for over 10 years. I mean, other than you, Chris, like when I killed that Jake, like, to be there and like have that moment with me and I you know get the pictures get everything and then it was like we got to get to your kids game so then like we packed up everything we rushed and we 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 got going and you know that was the end of that but man I I man I, after opening day and having those birds come in and not getting that opportunity and then running between those two damn hills for four hours that day. And then <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but then to go to a field and just sit there and just kill two damn birds like it was so freaking nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I still feel, though, that like. The story with that long beard, it was one of those, like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, after I sat down, I processed it because I've talked this story through with my dad. I've talked this story now through with both of you. I've talked this story through with Bruce. His, his words when he says, he's like, what the hell is that bird doing over here? Um, I, I, I guess I didn't think of it, but like. After, like, when we really thought about it and we sat down and we looked at the time, like, it's, it's closer to 11. Those birds have probably already bred that hen 
or it got ran off and the other, the bigger bird, because this, this one wasn't even the biggest bird. The other one had one that was dragging the ground, uh, a beard that was dragging the ground and had much bigger spurs. The only thing I can think of is that this bird got ran off and it was just like kind of wandering around and just like looking for the next thing. And if it was bugging and it just didn't want to gobble because it was afraid the other bird was going to come beat the shit out of it or something. So, and, and you, you know, Aaron said it the other day. He goes, he had a bird like walk across a road in the middle of the day in front of him. Like those, you know, when you get to the middle of the day with those birds, they do weird stuff. Yep. They do really, really weird stuff. But they start breaking off on their own. Yep. And- Looking for love. In your case, it was in the wrong place. Looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys did that. Because <laughs> the whole time I'm like, looking for love in all the wrong places. But, uh, I mean, it it was such a fun hunt. Like, it, it, it was so cool. And it was it sounds so like a great fun. time. Yeah. And where can we find friends like Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, I am actually interviewing for... Um, best friend position <laughs> if you could please contact me <laughs> at fueled by the outdoors <laughs> i mean it's it was one of those things where uh like i've said this before he and i lived together for you know a year in college and neither of us knew each other hunted until after we got out of college he has since you know really kind of come into his own um, killing, you know, some nice deer. He went down to Georgia in January and killed a really, really nice hog. Really? Real nice, real nice hog. Took two different ones from down there. Um, Is that they killed off private or public? Private lease down there. Oh, okay. So um, he he has a a friend or something like that that it's a lease and if I'm not mistaken like in Georgia you can kill as many hogs as you want but it, I, I think almost everywhere you can anywhere. kill yeah yeah just unless you're such a nuisance yeah so that wants to charge you like you, they're it's like coyotes yeah I mean I mean that, that that's exactly what it's like and the <laughs> that that's exactly what it's like um you know the reality of what you see down in the south with hogs and everything like that they're they're everywhere and i think that his buddy goes down there i think he said he killed like eight or nine last year off their off their lease and people don't want him down there and the meat's good you know yeah i mean the meat the meat's supposed to be really good i've had wild boar from florida and it was some of the best hog i've ever had i need to get one that's my that's my next i think that's my next thing i really want to do other than like pheasant hunting out in like Kansas or South Dakota or right. Arkansas, which is just like a, a, a dream hunt versus um, some other things that we'll get into later that mm-hmm. I signed up for. But um, <laughs> if I if I get drawn for that, I'm going to lose my mind. You won't, along with all the other idiots <laughs> that were like, "Hey, everybody, let's apply for the bison hunt." <laughs> So if if you apply for the bison hunt, I hope you all lose, and I hope I win because I want to go hunt bison on the. Aaron, on, Aaron also applied. Yeah. yeah, man. If could you imagine though being drawn to go hunt bison on the rim of the Grand Canyon? Oh man, I'll go film Aaron if he gets drawn. I mean, that, and I guess you too if you get drawn. You know what that means for me? Hey, Erica, um, I'm going to watch be our gone. twelve children. I'm going to be gone again. Can you take care of our litter? <laughs> I mean that 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 to me would be be one of the coolest things I think 
possible. I mean, a bison hunt. A, bi- a bison. No bison hunt absolutely would be I feel like Ted Nugent. Yeah, I'm going to go ride one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ride one. I'd shoot one. In fact, <clears throat> I'd actually travel just to help with the pack out. I'd want to. I'd want to help break down the animal. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, they're they're bigger than a damn cow, basically. Well, absolutely. So big. And I th- again, shout out to kind of Arizona Game and Fish about this. That that was one of the big things that they didn't do. I think last time, and you know, I could do a Google search right now, but I'm not going to. But they they um they said in the when you registered for it, you were allowed to take the skull, the cape, and all the meat that you that that you can haul out from it. Previously, I don't know that you could. I, I think you could keep the meat, but I don't think you could keep the skull and the cape. Which I mean, to me, like I I don't want like if, if I was to get one, I want I want I want the cape for a rug. I want the skull. Oh, dude. I want the skull euro. Like, yeah. like in my, in my head, like everything that I've ever seen of Buffalo, it is like, I think they look awesome as euro mounts. And then all you can think of is, or at least all I can think of is like, there's those stories of like when guys went out West, the, the planes were white with Buffalo skulls yep. because, because they would kill them and leave them, cut the humps, cut the tail, um, and take cut some the of the meat, cut yep. and and then they leave the skull, and then they or they take the skulls. What the hell did they get out of the hump? Fat, like they, yeah. it was just really good meat, apparently. Really, or, and they and they keep the hides, but then they ship the skulls back east. There's this great picture, yeah, um, of a yeah. guy standing on top of buffalo skulls. I mean, it's kind of sad, really, when you think of it. It's but terrible. They, but they used it for fertilizer. Yeah, like oh, wow. f- I mean, that's all that they use those skulls for. Mm-hmm. I would not be using mine for fer- fertilizer. Mine would be very prominently yeah. placed right up there next to my uh, on my mantle. Thing. Yeah, place it on. On the wall, and just anytime someone came in, just say, Tatanka. <laughs> yeah. You see I mean, that there? I, you see yeah. that there? I'll be honest. Buffalo are kind of, they kind of hit a spot for me just because you know how sacred those animals were. Those mm-hmm. animals meant everything to the Plains tribes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was funny. You were talking about having a rug. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a carpet oh, if man. you kill a buffalo like that is a huge, huge animal, and uh, I don't know if you've looked into how much it would cost to tan that. A lot. but <laughs> A lot, a It would be a lot, but it would be worth it, too, and um, that's something you'd have for the rest of your life. I mean... Exactly. Yeah, I have I have a story about a buffalo hide or, or a bison hide that got ruined. Oh, my God. Yeah, so my um, <clears throat> my stepmother, her father... Loves to hunt. He's hunted his whole life. He, um, uh, it's might have been two, three years ago now, I think he had a, a, a heart replacement. Like, his heart was shot, wasn't working, got a replacement. Oh my goodness. So he's basically been in recovery for the past couple of years. And then last year, he went through like this whole thing where he was going to like do whatever he wants after that, right? And he bought like two Corvettes and <laughs> he ended up wrecking a Corvette and oh my had gosh. like, brain damage anyway so he's basically been in recovery for like the past three or four years yeah um but my uh step aunt her husband took him to an outfitter and he's always wanted to get like a bison so they went on a bison hunt at this outfitter <clears throat> and he shot a nice bison there and i i don't know the name of this place but i do not think that they took care of 
of the animal like they should have they like let it they were in charge of like caping it out mm. getting the meat and all that and by the time they got it back they took the hide to a processor to get it tanned and then the the processor not the processor the taxidermist yeah said it was ruined yeah he was like i i can't work with this hide and like it it wasn't frozen and like oh it's God. been sitting too long and it was ruined oh my and even God. yeah it was very rough and then even the meat um I, I never had any of the meat, but some of my family did, and they, they said it didn't quite taste right. So I don't know if they just let it sit for, like, way longer than it should have. But uh, See, and like that's the thing. Like, if, if I shot something like that, like, if it's a once-in-a-lifetime animal, you can bet for damn sure I'm going to be the one that's going to be handling it. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want anyone else touching that animal other than me. So, like, be that as it may. Like, I, you know, if you haven't done it already, you can't do it anymore because elk lotteries closed in Kentucky. So if you're hearing this now, which will be what, the 10th when we when this launches? Um yes, the 10th. Good luck to you on Saturday because that's when the drawing is. I hope that you get drawn, but I also hope that I get drawn. And if you are an out of stater and you get drawn, good for you. You are less than, you know, 10% of the population outside of this state that gets it. I mean, it, 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 it's a ridiculously small amount that get drawn from outside of this state anymore. We only do 700 tags. They dump, they dumped it down from 1,000. So you're talking 70? 70 tags for the entire United States outside of the uh, state of Kentucky anymore. And somebody, wow. anybody else that wants Australians. Yeah. No, well, exactly. Exactly. Any Anybody can enter it. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, people go out and enjoy it. It's one of the highest um, probability rates for success in the United States outside of Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania, because of the limited number of tags that they have, they have like 100%. Yeah. Kentucky's is like 95%, I think. Wow. Yeah, like it, 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 it's ridiculous. So That's really um, stupid good success rate. Yeah, yeah. That, that That's like going to a deer farm and just like, yeah. sh- like pointing your gun and shooting. At that point, um, that's basically, more than likely, that's 100% opportunity. Great. And somebody screwing up shots or, you know, whatever. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for stuff to come. And, and like I said, going back to the turkey hunt, like it, it's, it's been such a good start to the year for me. I can't like, you know, argue. I, I, I said this last year when I missed that big buck. Um, I had such a good 2020 fish wise i feel like had i shot that monster buck i probably would have been like using up all my luck and oh, yeah. you know your jake bird would have your jake beard would have been all perked up <laughs> 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 like it, it's it, it's it's one of those things where I, you know, I, I do, I do have you to thank Chris. Like there's, there's, <laughs> you don't have to thank no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do. Um, I do have you to thank for like, you know, pushing me a little bit more to do, you know, a little bit different type of hunting than what I'd be normally accustomed to. And it, it's paid off. It, and you know, I, I am not typically 
I'll be very honest. I am not a sit and wait guy with turkeys. I like to move. I like to run. I like to do those things. But you know, on even on private, you know, it, I I I just don't like sitting still on a deer stand. Doesn't bother me. Turkey hunting, like in up up here in my brain, like that is not how I was raised to hunt turkeys. Not to hate on anybody else's hunt, but that's the whole reason I like turkey hunting. Yeah. Because I don't have to deer hunt turkeys. Yeah. Sitting and sitting and sitting and inches and past this. And, mm-hmm. No, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, it it's been a, it's been an awesome year so far. I I, I cannot uh, stress that enough that I I've had a really really good 2021 so far. I know that some people have not, and you know I hope that yours gets better. But you know, for Rick Cates, it's it's going okay so far. You got to take your W's, man. And yeah. You, you know, you you don't always get those. So you got to no. take them. You know, it's it's kind of like sports with championships, basically. Yeah. They don't just come. <laughs> no. You, you got to earn them. You got to earn them. And, and it's uh, something to be proud of, too. It is. Yep. And I, I know there's people listening right now who will say, like, well, you killed two birds on private land. Like, yeah, I did. I, kill, I killed two birds on private land. I also hunted public land for a full week straight and had encounters and I couldn't get uh good get it done there but at the same time I've you know have relationships and networking and friends who are willing to you know take me out and do those types of things to get onto those places people and, that think that public land turkeys are somehow different from private land turkeys they're not no it's the the difference is some dip can't screw up your hunt generally um when you're on the private that's you're you're not battling him yeah well yeah. and we we ran into that on the one that we went to opening weekend like we had you know the caravan of cars come in not one day but two days and lots of uh teddy scouts a lot walking past <laughs> us through decoy sets and you know i i, I am always a firm believer that if you do that kind of stuff, karma is going to come back around, and karma got them right in their butts. Uh, got them right in their butts that day. Got them right Luke, next to their cars. Because Luke, Luke <laughs> killed that bird right next to their cars. Do you know how tough it was for us not to pluck some feathers out of that bird and put them in the windshield wipers? <laughs> uh, hey, here's some of that bird you you walk through our our set to go hunt. Man, I, that 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 just chaps my ass. Like to to no end. And and I, and I I can't stress that to anybody who's listening. Up. Like just just be courteous. Just it's not hard. To be courteous on public land, or you know, if if you're on private, this is another thing that I that you know I I think of frequently is if you own private land that a, a, that it butts up to somebody who's adjacent to you, if they kill an animal and it runs onto your property, don't be that guy or woman or person who says, uh, "I don't really want you coming on here and recovering it." Yeah. Um, I you know. I don't think I've ever shared this story. This this did not happen on um, private, but it happened on public. Uh, the first pheasant I ever shot uh, was on Indian Creek Wildlife Area, and they used to release birds there. They don't they don't do it as much anymore, but um, they they used to do a big 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 release every year. And I, I went out with my dad, and I shot a bird. And I didn't put a good hit on it, but I put a good enough hit on it that 
I um, the bird went down. And then in the next field over, I, I saw it go down past the trees. The next field over, I saw a guy, and he shot. And, like, he picked up the bird, and I, I my dad walked over to him and said, he's like, hey, you know, my son shot that bird. You know, it, you know, you're, you literally, you know, there's no way you couldn't have heard the shot. Like, we're shooting a 20 gauge. This dude you know, shooting a 12, like you, you can see the difference. I'm, I'm walking up behind my dad seeing it. And the guy's like arguing, like my dad saying is like, well, I shot the bird. And it's like, yeah, but my kid shot the bird first. It's his first pheasant. And this guy was like hell bent on keeping this bird. So eventually like he over a pheasant, <clears throat> over a pheasant. A farm raised pheasant. Over a farm raised pheasant. And eventually the guy like acquiesced and gave it and like gave us the bird. And like I'll, I I won't ever forget that. Like that's something that sticks in my head quite a bit like when people say I can't recover my animal. It's like you know if if you know someone got that animal and like even if you had to put the kill shot on it or whatever. Like it, it it's it's the right thing to do to give it back to the person who put the first hit on it sure. um or you know let that person come onto the property get their animal and then be on their way they're so, not they're not there to hunt your property they're there to recover their animal so to kind of hit onto this topic a little bit what are your thoughts all three of us are deer hunting mm-hmm. and a booner comes out in front of us three and you shoot him. No. Let's reverse this a little bit. I wound the deer. Mm-hmm. I shoot him first. Yeah. The shot is not deemed lethal. When I say lethal, yeah, they can die of bleeding to death or infection. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like lungs, liver, even guts because a gut shot animal is actually quite easy to recover if you're Mm -hmm. not an idiot um for the most part yeah so i shoot the deer first but it is not a lethal shot Mm -hmm. we've got good blood or whatever but it's not a lethal shot and you shoot the deer second who's putting their tag on it who's putting their tag on it Mm -hmm. if you're keeping the horns you're keeping you i mean you're putting your tag on it because i'm saying you shot the deer first it's your deer see i wouldn't Really? If 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 we're out and I shoot a deer, well, let's reverse it now to where I had it. If you shoot a deer, and let's say you hit him in the neck or the shoulder, mm-hmm. or, you know, somewhere, and and we gut the deer, you know, I yeah. I shot the deer and downed him, and we gut the deer and we're you know doing an autopsy basically, and we determine that your shot was not lethal. To me, that that's that's all me. And and I would say that for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I um, understand that. I would agree. With not that. like it's not like to me. It's not like tag. It's mine now. Everybody shoot it and kill it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I shot my gun into the air. Kill the deer. It's mine. See, see, but see, but in my head, like you shot that deer first. I am helping recover that deer at that point. Like, like in in my mind, it I is that. it it is recovery at that point. Yeah. You're recovering your deer, 
And if I and like if I put the um, and I mean I don't know I this don't know this is all going to be on record. Well, so. uh, well, it is, <laughs> but this this it also goes kind of into a legality question. Maybe we need to ask like a wildlife officer about this at some point. I'm pretty sure it's whoever downs the animal. whoever downs the animal. That was always our rule too when we did deer gun drives and yeah. stuff like that. Who uh, sorry if you let him get across the field to the other guy, dude. Tom Isles went mm-hmm. with us and shot this. It's probably a 150-inch 10. It was a big deer. That's a big deer. And <clears throat> I had seen that deer twice previously mm-hmm. that year. And uh, I didn't get to see it while he shot it, but he shot his muzzle loader, And then he shot again. And yeah, enough time to reload? Oh, dude, yeah. It was crazy. Um the deer were all pinned on a hilltop. Okay. Um, it was in 04 when we had that crazy yep. ice storm yep. around Christmas. Yep, right around Christmas. And, I remember and that. And, like, when we did this drive, dude, all the deer. Yeah. There were so many deer. <laughs> so, um, we hear him shoot twice, and then a little while later, we hear a guy down in the... The holler, as we call it, mm-hmm. his gun goes off, and we trailed the deer all the way to him. And Tom had two perfectly placed bullets that were not even a half inch apart mm-hmm. in the shoulder. And the one guy shot it in the neck and dropped it. Mm-hmm. And by the rules of the group, and Tom was new, it was a day thing for him. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a part of the whole thing, but, um, I mean, he was pretty miffed about it, but I mean, that was the rule. And I struggle a little bit because the guy told me that, um, when he cleaned the deer mm-hmm. that they weren't lethal shots, but I just don't know. See, I don't know how you hit a deer twice in the shoulder, and not have a lethal the, shot, but this is, this is my point in, like when we talk about this all the time is that you you establish these rules before you go sure. out. Yeah, and yeah like, absolutely. And, but like I, I I can't stress this enough. Like if someone's with me and they shoot a deer, like it it is it we're like and I'm getting down out of my stand or am I or if I'm getting down to like go do something, it, it's recovery mode at that point. That person has like I'm under, of the understanding like that person's tag is going on that animal yeah. at, at that point. I'd like to see your reaction when the 170-something-inch animal <laughs> that you just shot is laying there and see how you feel about it. I, I mean, I, I might feel a little bit different hey, about look, it. look, it's the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life, and yep. I killed it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, for me, I would ask for some call. meat from it. I'm not going to lie about that part. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well... That to me goes without saying, and I'm I'm in a full agreement with you. Uh, get the animal on the ground. Yep. Type deal. If if it's wounded, kill it. Yep. You know, and then sort it out. You know. Yep. Kill them all and let God sort <laughs> them. Out. Basically, how we always joke about. Which which by the way, Bruce, your uh, turkey breast is chilling in my freezer. By the way, yeah. So that 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 was that is that is one of the things that did come out of that hunt is. Uh, it, but I, I do that. I do that. For, I think for everybody. I always ask the landowner across the road from me, "Do you want any meat?" He never wants it. But I, I'll always, I sure. always offer uh, meat at a bare minimum. Uh, and you're probably getting a bottle of bourbon, just so you're aware too, Bruce. So 
I mean, that being said, I I've I've had a good 2021 so far, and I, ho- I hope I hope you guys I hope you guys get on freaking birds. Uh, yeah, we're going out tomorrow. Jesus is about to fly down to me. Are, are we going out weekend. together? Are you going out all day tomorrow? Well, like, what do you mean, like turkey hunting or yeah. like life partners? Or what, are you, <laughs> what, are you tra- what are you proposing? Um, I, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, I'm going to warn you right now. There is no love lost in the next two days <laughs> of Kentucky turkey season. It's game time. Like I, it, is, it, it, game it, it is. It is. It is. You are. We are in stoppage time, and I need two goals to win. So, are you throwing Jake breaks? Oh, I was throwing Jake breaks. <laughs> days ago. So I'm we, throwing whatever. We snuck up. Uh, we stopped in the roadway there, mm-hmm. and I let out a crow call and multiple. Gobbles came from this little ravine. I'm like, Ooh. you know, I jumped yeah. like normal because that's me. And uh, I was like, Luke, man, I, I think those are Jake's, but frankly, I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to fill a couple of tags and get my first Kentucky bird. And, um, you know, to me, excuse me, um, normally I pass Jake's and, and normally I would pass those Jake's. But with the year that I've had where, you know, I had a son born and I've, I've missed a lot of time, uh, not just that weekend, but not being able to get out during the week as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with taking a Jake or even two Jakes. I mean, I don't care because at the end of the day, I still get a fun time, a memory, and I get some meat. And, yeah. and, and I'm not, I am not that guy that says, go shoot every tiny buck you can and every Jake you can no. to, to get your meat. But, you know, if, if you can have a good time and, and, you know, make some memories and stuff and you get a little, you know, a couple meals out of the situation mm-hmm. as well, uh, which, you know, honestly, probably the one like factor that has me wanting to kill the first legal bird I can it's that damn Luke smoking that turkey. Bush. Man, it looked good, didn't it? It did. <laughs> and then he's talking about the tenderloin. And I'm like, son of a bitch, man. Don't let a Jake walk in front of me. No. So, so those things fired off and we dropped back and call and nothing. And yep. Dude, we slipped up on that ravine and I walked up on him in like this little opening in the wooded ravine. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. But I have a 410 and they're probably. I suck at judging yardage if i had to guess between 60 and 70 see and like this but this that is... probably means 90 to 120 <laughs> for me i never overjudge but this is the the like this is the conundrum that i think that we we have not discussed and we don't have enough time for it tonight but we got all the time what's up it, like the the 410 conundrum like you like it it is light oh. you carry it you can carry it for miles but your your shot selection goes from the possibility with TSS that you're running from Aaron, it goes from a 70-yard shot to 40 and in. And I think that that you, – you have to consider that kind of so stuff, right? So let's pump the brakes. So I, in my mind, have a 60-yard gun. So I'm already, in my opinion, probably taking farther shots – than most people do with a 12 gauge. Right. Um, and I shot two different rounds out of it at 60 yards and it's like murder, death, kill. (laughs) But 
Um, I, I get that, but at the same rate, um, you know, you always have that trade-off. And for me, I've been working really hard <clears throat> to be more selective with my shooting and making better shots and and all that. So that's kind of helped me not just start making it rain sevens and nines on redheads. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, there there is the possibility that I kill a turkey opening weekend if I've got my scoped 12 gauge, maybe. But maybe not. Maybe not. No, and yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, but then again, I... I have a hard time moving on from things that I know work every single time. I know. I yeah, everybody knows that that's the running joke from in in my family is like, oh well, like what is Rick on? Well, whatever works. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I do because it works. Uh, you know, Will makes fun of me because I'll sit there and throw a Zara spook for freaking ten hours, but uh, guess what? You know. I'm going to end up with a striper or a nice bass at the end of the day, too. <laughs> You'll end up with a bigger I'll fish. I'll end up with a bigger fish. <laughs> 17 hours of casting the same lure into the same spot. Hey, but you know what? It worked. It, That's it, what I told Will the other day. I was like, you know, you should try that. Because <laughs> whatever you're doing with the knowledge and the Skittles, it's not working. You know, but I'll, I'll give him credit with this. He, there are days where he will go out on the water with a fly rod and beat the piss out of the water and he will flat out wear me out in numbers of fish. Yeah. And every once in a while he will catch a real quality fish. Yep. And Will's like a cat. Yeah. He, to me, he's past the um trolling and mm -hmm. casting. He he's a fly fisherman. He yep. wants He's a damn recurve shooter. He wants to make it as hard as he can. Yes, he does. Um, and that's what amuses him or whatever, and that's fine. But um, don't bitch when little bro or big bro. You're big bro, right? Big yeah. bro. Big yes, bro. I'm the oldest. Okay. Big oldest, bro but catches. smaller in stature. Yes, very Small. much true. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't, don't be mad when big bro outfishies you. Yeah, which... Hopefully, within the next few weeks, um, I can actually get out and wet a line because I have not been able... To, I mean, I went to Cumberland that one weekend, but I have not been able to wet a line here for some time. But You need to come up my way, do a podcast, but before we podcast, go wet a line at the farm pond near the house. Yeah. That's a great place to wet a line. Your yeah. brother tried to dump a <laughs> His wedding ring in there. dollars wedding ring in there. <laughs> Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, yeah, um, I need I need to do that. I need to buy a fishing license for Ohio because I don't have a fishing license for Ohio. You wouldn't need one for that. For a farm pond? pond? Yeah. You only. It's uh, I think it's only. I think I still do. Waters. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm one million percent th positive. I'm, I'm check the regs so. on that one. Yeah. Check the regs. Check the regs. Right. Ask ask the, all the game wardens I know. But that being said. Guys, we've been over an hour, going on an hour yeah. and a half. Oh wow! Concluders, let's uh. Well, first concluder, I f uh, I finished you my. Finally drank your bourbon. That was my second <laughs> glass of bourbon. <laughs> oh, okay, that's. <laughs> a 
at like what, so how does Rick so, put it like so five six no, fingers no so so just just <laughs> so everyone's just so everyone's clear um, we started this podcast with three fingers of bourbon for anyone who's listening who knows what that means you know what it means for for anyone else who knows not Josh because he tried <laughs> to put his fingers in the cup um, in in the rocks glass um, three fingers of bourbon is when you put the rocks glass on the table like that and then you put your three fingers next to the rock glass like that and then you pour and that's how many fingers of bourbon that you will drink we just started with three fingers of bourbon and then we've been you know slowly going through a bottle of rare breed that we bought yeah initially to celebrate with with chris's coyote tacos uh, on yeah. opening <laughs> yeah. weekend i yeah, feel he forgot. like a whore for drinking um, this honestly but you know what i didn't kill a but, turkey yet. but don't feel bad because you're sitting with someone who's tagged out <laughs> <laughs> that little jake there is just dude th- th- this, this chest is out guys you're poking at me <laughs> you say things to um, poke at me. but but seriously like I'm, I'm glad that we finally got to sit down and like share this bottle yeah, i know we, we like, I know we went through more than half of it yeah we well we uh we started drinking it when i mean right before opening weekend when we made the bet yeah and now we're actually getting to enjoy it a little bit more and yep. I'll, I'll be honest guys ladies if you can find it find yourself a bottle of rare breed it's good, it's good stuff. stuff. That's pretty good. Did You're we? Not... I did tell the story on the podcast about the rare breed. Yeah. You did. Yeah, right. how you, you forgot did. it? I have the pictures of it now, too. Where I... I what? Have... The pictures from that night. Are you serious? Oh, dead serious. Oh, I've got them all saved on my phone. other stories. Yeah. yeah, where I got drunk and woke up on the toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the pictures from we'll in, the inside podcast. the camper That's that night from where we were playing Yahtzee and the dollar oh, bills. Dude. I got them all. We have to post those on the page. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, I encourage them. Ma- Mom, like, randomly sent them to me. She goes, tell Chris I've got all those pictures. And she sent them to <laughs> me <laughs> right before you and Will got kicked out of the camper That's for awesome. uh, being, I mean, we were being all. Being awesome. We were, we were all. That's what it was. I'll, I'll never forget that night because I went out in the boat by myself and it was probably a you know a three foot chop on the water. I found a cove, and I had a fish blow up on my bait, and I thought I had it, and I was hooked in a tree. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, this. I'm going back to the camp. So I, I drive the boat back. I put it on the trailer, and I come back, and you and Dad and Will are two bottles of wine deep, grilling steaks already. Dude, and I'm like, I'm gonna have a glass of bourbon, and then we just we went from there, and we we played yeah. Yahtzee probably until one o'clock in the morning, and finally got kicked out. And then we, <laughs> we drank all the wines. Oh, we drank all the, the wine. We the drank the beer, and, and man, that that was a fun trip. That was a real fun trip. That was my first. That was your first trip too. down there. That yeah. was. Uh, that was a fall trip, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fall of fall trips are the best. Fall trips are the best. Yeah, that was. I'll never forget that. I I won a dollar, which I felt like a million dollars after winning the dollar. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do deer camp. Oh, yep. we're doing deer camp. <laughs> um, I can't wait till all these mofos finish their damn basements and all these things <laughs> that everybody ne- feels the need to do. Pierce all these home like, improvements. Pierce is like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to rebuild a house from the ground up and then we'll move and sell this house. And I'm like, come on, man. All these people are doing all this construction. <laughs> but deer camp is going to be fun. Yeah, well, 
Let's go ahead and uh, let's do our concluders because we have business Concluders. Yes, we do. Business. Josh, concluder. Uh, well, I don't know if you were going to discuss this. You might have dis- you might have planned on discussing this in your concluder, Chris. But apparel, we have hats out now, or we we have placed an order. Whoop 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 whoop. Yes. So if anyone is interested in a fueled by the outdoors hat, we have more natural colored themed um, Richardson hats. Yep. Right. More of like a, a green front yeah. with. I want to say it's army olive. And tan. Yeah. 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 And it's got our, um, if, if you've seen our logo, our, our main focal point of our logo is the waypoint with the F in it. Yes, for those that don't know, that is an F. That's why the lines are in the middle of the you waypoint. You can't see Josh's hands moving. It's amazing. <laughs> it does signify that there's an F. Yes. Um, but that is on the hat, and, and it looks like an awesome everyday hat. So if you are interested in that, get a hold of us. Um, Chris just put an order in. I think we're actually going to go through that order pretty quick. Dude, I had people contacting me today while yeah. I'm turkey hunting, and they probably thought I was crazy because I wasn't replying right away. And I wanted to be like, hey, I'm I'm sucking at killing turkeys. I'm doing very <laughs> well at it, but I'll get back with you. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've placed an order. If you want one, get a hold of us. We have Venmo, PayPal. Um, if, if you're on our, our pages, our Instagram, Facebook, get a hold of us through there, too, um, and we'll try and get you a hat. Awesome. Chris? My concluder is going to be somewhat different. Uh, it will have basically nothing to do with the outdoors. So All right. First off, yeah. shout out to my lovely wife for birthing, I don't know, how many kids do I have now? Three. Uh, 47. 40, 60, <laughs> teen D something. Um, thank you so much to her. Uh, she's been kind of a champ during the pregnancy because I was competing in archery and hunting and fishing and editing and doing all these things, and I still do them. And uh, like today, she let me, uh, well, she didn't let me, but she was kind enough to take care of the children and get Cora to school. Um, while I was, while I disappeared and went hunting for the entire day. So that being said, I also am probably about to get in trouble. We're not that famous. That's not good. Dang. We're, <laughs> we're not that famous, so I might be okay. So I have some buddies, one of which I went to high school with, um, that are married. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my wife and I had trouble getting pregnant with our second child. And uh, these guys had been through the same thing. Oh, yeah. And so um, I'm not sure if they've told everybody yet. I'm not going to mention names, but super huge congrats to my buddies. You know who you are. I know that you're going to know who you are when you hear this. Um, but they are pregnant and expecting a little peanut. And uh, that's kind of huge. I, you know. To me, it's one of those like little underdog story yeah. type deals where people are, just, you know, perfectly fine people that are good parents mm-hmm. have an issue having a kid or whatever, and it's just one of those things. And then they get pregnant, and I just want to like slam my head through a wall. I'm so <laughs> jacked. So um, there are some other people that are also currently expecting that I can't mention yet, but uh, pretty jacked about them as well. But um, M and L, congratulations. 
we love you guys, and thanks for uh, supporting our podcast and everything, and and uh, just being awesome friends as well. So that's my concluder for and this week. We'll fish Dale at some point. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my concluder, first one as always. If you have the ability, take somebody out in the outdoors this year. I have had a really great time. I wasn't able to take my buddy Andy out this year yet, but Andy, I'm going to get you out at some point. Bruce, it's been fun hunting with you this year. And out of all the people, I know I don't even know if he listens to this, uh, my cousin Tony contacted me the other day and stated that he wants to learn how to deer hunt. He damn well better be listening to this podcast. Unbeknownst to me, went out, got his hunter safety license oh. all on his own. Went out and bought a three fifty Legend. Has been out at the range practicing regularly with it. What state's he in? Ohio. He lives in Columbus. Um, okay. So he and I are going to go out some point during deer season um, and you know get him a deer. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what he's looking for. I think it's just for meat, just based off of what we've talked about. But I'm 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 super pumped about That's that. So cool. I'm so 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 pumped about that. Um, my second thing that I I do want to touch on is uh, if you have uh, an ability to try a new hunting situation this year, go and do it. Um, I, I, like I've said, you've listened to me on this podcast. I tried different things this year. It's worked out for me, and I can't encourage people enough to go and try something new. There's a lot of hunts in other states that you can do fairly cheap. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's the funnest. Well, and that, that those are the ones... You can take a weekend. You can drive to South Dakota. They'll they'll send you packets of stuff. Maybe maybe drive a little closer. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> l- listen, 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 listen. Um, plenty of states are willing to send you plenty of information on what to do, how to do it. There's plenty of states out there who don't necessarily recognize. I don't want to say this in a bad way. Property lines, where if they're not marked. You have free access to hunt. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, those are Midwest. There's South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> Maine is another one for really? woodcock and, gr- and really? roughed grouse, where yeah. one of the last vestiges of that kind of stuff I is. I do a rough grouse. Man, hunt. you and me both. You and That'd me cool. both. That'd be a blast. And then, you know, if you can get into one of the states near you, start planning now. It's May. You have plenty of time until deer season to look at what your tags are going to look like what public land looks like around you or private land for that matter. It doesn't hurt to go knock on doors or to call that relative say, Hey, I have, you know, you've got land. Do you mind if I come on? The worst they're going to say is no. And then they're going to, you can go on your way and you can go do the next thing. So try something new. It It's fun. I, I, I am really excited to see what the rest of this year has to come with. If you're also listening, Squirrel comes in in Kentucky this Saturday, and after because Turkey will be closed by the time that this launches. So, spring squirrels in, get out in the woods, and then you can hunt bullfrogs with a flashlight before too terribly long after that. But other than that, this has been fueled by the outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. We've been joined by Josh Luck again, a five timer now. This has been the 50th episode spectacular, 
and brought to you by rare breed brought to you by <laughs> wild turkey rare breed please sponsor us <laughs> talk to you guys later bye bye see ya and that will do it for our podcast today please remember to subscribe like review on all major podcasting platforms we are available on apple google Tune in, Castbox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.